back. It's Derek. <laughs> and Lovey here. And it's uh, episode 99. The 99. big 9-9. <laughs> uh, if you added our ages together and then multiplied it by <laughs> 1.006, it might come out to be 99. It would be close. So uh, what's up today? We we had we were at the. Um, it was a busy day. Long, we were. It was busy a beautiful day, day in New yeah. York City. So Autumn is in bloom. We were in Central Park, and it was lovely to see all the vegans come together to walk for farm animals today. So there was a farm sanctuary walk for farm animals, and we couldn't ask for better weather. Obviously, the universe was sending us a message. Um, it was saying, "I love you, <laughs> Derek and Lovie. Keep going with what you're doing," and it was beautiful. Um, so uh, we just want to make an announcement at the beginning of this show that all of our podcasts are not going to be about farm animal sanctuaries. <laughs> it's just coincidental so far. And this the one next is about one. the walk for animals, not just farm sanctuary. Yep. Next is episode 100, and it's going to be a very special, soon-to-be-announced event. <laughs> Super special. <laughs> Super special. So special we don't even know about it yet. It's in the ethos, though. We'll find it. <laughs> Or it will find us. If we told ourselves about it, we'd have to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. First, uh, we've got a interview that we did with Gene, Gene Bauer. Gene Bauer? Yeah. <clears throat> and then we have a, Gene Bauer's speech. A speech by Gene Bauer, celebrity extraordinaire. and Co-founder uh, of Farm Sanctuary. Yes. Next is marathon a, champion. Well, <laughs> he could kick both of our butts yeah. in the race any day. What do you say? He ran like twelve ran, miles uh, earlier in the he morning. He did a marathon. Uh, he did thirteen miles this morning. Right before the or before and he the ran walk. his first marathon in three hours and twenty minutes. Which oh, I guess vegans. is a good time. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm not even going there. But and then we have Jane Velez Mitchell, the uh, CNN. I've never actually seen her show, but... I've seen a few of her specials. Oh, really? Um, online. And I've oh, seen... online, yeah. Yeah. We don't have TV, you yeah. know, in this... Uh, in New York City. Yeah. Not many it's people. It's too rural here. Yeah. We like to keep keep to the outsides, you know? We don't yeah. spend our time We like indoors. to be out in nature. Yeah. <laughs> but they did, they did raffle a 32-inch uh, TV. So somebody's going to hook up their computer today. to a 32-inch television screen today. So whoever won that is might be watching TV right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I then uh, we've, got, we've got Jane speaking. Well, we have an interview that. with Jane, Jane and then Jane speaking. Yep. And then we have... And her dogs are speaking a lot also. Her dogs, also. yes. There's a yep. lot of dog. Yep. And then at the end we have a, uh, a wrap-up with interview with Katie. Katie Pryor. Katie Pryor. Who's a vegan a outreach. Who, local uh, organizer. Yeah. She organized the Walk for Farm Animals today, and it was, I think it was a spectacular event. Came yeah. together nice. Pulled off. Yeah. Some good food and mm. a lot of bananas. There was like <laughs> a thousand bananas. It was just my type of event. Actually, there was 700 people, and there was a lot of bananas left, so there must have been like 1,400 bananas at least. Oh, Yeah. It's a good thing and, uh, the monkeys didn't find us. <laughs> Could have been a riot. We had food uh, for sale from Blossom Du Jour and Terry. Oh, yeah. So, Lil V, what did you do today? Oh, well, my day today. First, I got to dress up like a pig. 
<laughs> and I spent my day in a pig costume, sweating. You didn't spend your whole day. No. And how, then, how long were you in there? Like an hour? No, I was in there for like at least an hour and a half, two hours. Oh, wow. It was hot and sweaty. And we did yoga that the wonderful Derek DG. Pashupa. Pashupa <laughs> taught us a standing yoga. Uh, you know, let us in a standing yoga class. You were doing yoga in the pig costume. I sure was. That's why you were sweating. That's why I was sweating. Trying to do a warrior three in the pig costume. <laughs> I was pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do the eagle, though. I I, eagle, I wasn't even yeah. going to attempt. I tried, but... You know, those little stubby pig legs are hard to wrap around <laughs> each other. It was the belly. The oh, pig the belly, belly yeah. was so big. I could It barely... is hard to do yoga with a big belly. Yeah. Because so. I've, I've had... My belly varies over time, you know. <laughs> If I, if I have a little bit of a belly and try to do some of those twisting postures, it's just not working. It just doesn't work. So. Um, All right. Well, let's get to the Gene Bauer segment here. Yeah. Celebrity we'll, extraordinaire. Then we'll check back in with y'all to make sure you're still listening. See you, vegan radio. Here we are. One, two, three. <laughs> We're here at the Walk for Farm Animals, New York City Farm Sanctuary. Gene Bauer, low V. 2012. Here to represent. Beautiful day. Thanks for coming. Yeah. So you're out, you're out here in the city. What brings you up this part of the, the world? Well, the, the Walk for Farm Animals is the main event. We have hundreds of people out here speaking out in favor of farm animal rights, looking at these animals as friends, not food, and passing out literature and educating people in the park and in the area about these issues. And you've been running around a lot lately. What have you been, what have you been running from? I've been running, mar- running marathons, getting ready for a marathon here in New York on November 4th. So I did thir- 13 miles this morning before the walk, and, <laughs> and now I'm walking, and then I actually get a plane out of here later today to go to New Jersey. So I've been running all over the place, sometimes literally running, sometimes just sort of bouncing around. Wow. Where, what's next? Where are you going from here? From here, I'm going to Texas. I'm speaking in Dallas at a Texas Veggie State Fair, and then I'm speaking at Texas A&M University, and then I go to South Carolina, and I speak at uh, a university down there, and then I go to California, and I've got several talks in Southern California, and uh, then I get back east, and then the New York City walk is November 4th, so that's what I have in my brain at the moment. There's probably other things I'm forgetting. Are you scared going to Texas? I'm not so scared. I mean, I actually welcome the opportunity to speak with people who have a different opinion and, you know, do it in a respectful way. And I haven't had a guy come at me with a gun for a while, so I think I'm okay. For a while, it has happened, though? There's been times at Stockyards where it's gotten a little bit hairy, but uh, it's been a while ago. (laughs) So now that you're here in New York City, is this like... This is the biggest walk of all the farm sanctuary walks, is that correct? Yes, New York City is the biggest walk for farm animals. It has been for a number of years, and that's the case again this year. We have close to 700 people here, raised over $70,000, I believe. Oh, my goodness. And it's just a very positive feeling, you know, and uh, it's great to see people coming together around a common concern and speaking out and doing something about it. we got to have a walk for vegan radio. <laughs> Um, what's what's the latest uh, projects of the farm? Well, one of our big things now is a compassionate communities campaign where we're encouraging people in communities across the U.S. to get involved with raising awareness and promoting vegan living. we got a band going on now, so I don't know if we're going to be able to... We can keep going if we can, but... I can hear you. Uh, just okay. finish what you were going to say there. Okay, so... Maybe um, under the table. The compassionate communities campaign where we're promoting... Uh, you know, plant-based eating and awareness about factory farming. That's happening in communities around the U.S. Sweet. Well, thanks so much for...
taking time out of your picture-taking ops over here. He's been getting photographed with every I really all the 700 people, I think. I'm really happy to get the chance to meet you, too, finally, because no. I've been seeing you talk online for like a million years, so it's great to finally see you, and, and you're a really kind, warm person. Yeah, well, great to person. meet you, too, and thanks for wearing the pig costume earlier and representing <laughs> the, the animals that we're out here speaking on behalf it of. It was so much fun. Yeah. She finally let her inner self come to the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. It's always great to see you, too, Derek. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to be uh, catching up with you while you're running. <laughs> I'll be standing with some water at the 20 I like mile line. Water's a good thing. I love the water. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it gives us a warm welcome. Let's give a warm welcome to our speaker today, Gene Bell. Well, thank you so much, Rich. And, um, and thank you all for being here, and thank you for speaking out. And you know, as Jane said, this really is a cause that uh, touches people, animals, the environment. And it's something that most people don't really think very much about. And, and, and that's what it starts with. People starting to think about what they're eating or who they're eating and, and, and start challenging habits and assumptions. You know, I grew up eating meat without really thinking about it. My parents were doing it, my brothers and sisters were doing it, everybody was doing it, so I just started doing it. And that's, you know, us human beings are really social animals. We tend to do what those around us do. And sometimes we don't really think very much about it, and that's really what, uh, one of the reasons, I think, that we grow up eating animals. And then once we are eating them, and with these issues are raised, there's this disconnect between our natural empathy. You know, we are hardwired to have empathy and to feel bad when we see somebody harmed and suffering. And that's a very important, healthy human quality is to empathize with others. But when we are involved in an industry and, and buying meat, milk, and eggs from these horrible factory farms, you know, most people don't feel good about it. And so we raise the issue of factory farming and oftentimes people say, don't tell me, I don't want to know, because it's upsetting. But it is important for people, I think, to take responsibility for our actions and to ideally make choices that we can feel good about. So instead of saying, don't tell me, be nice to be able to eat food that we know where it comes from and feel good about it. And this is where eating vegan makes all the sense in the world from just an ethical perspective and just from our own emp empathic perspective. No, but, but our world today here is not all vegan, uh, unfortunately. And, and, and I've been a vegan since 1985. Uh, but, but, but change happens slow. Change happens slow. And so, and so one of the challenges for vegans is we want to just sort of go out there and say, hey man, go vegan now. And we'd love that to happen, and sometimes it does. But for a lot of the world, it happens incrementally, it happens step by step. And it's important for us, I think, to be understanding that, you know, people who have habits of eating animals, um, you know, are probably not gonna go vegan overnight and we need to be supportive of any change in a direction away from the factory farming abuse towards a more compassionate uh, habit that we feel good about. And you know, in addition to making choices that feel good ethically, choosing to eat plants instead of animals, you know, as Jane was saying, 
is, is good for us health-wise. If you look at our healthcare costs in this country, about 70% could be saved by shifting to a whole foods plant-based diet. So that's huge. And you know, that's gonna be a huge cost. Uh, the environment is a whole nother thing. It is, it is not in our interest to eat food that makes us sick. It is not in our interest to support a food system that's destroying the planet, which is what we're doing. That's not very rational. And you know, us, you know, we human beings are supposed to be the rational animals, right? But we're not acting very rationally. And you know what? We're really actually more emotional animals. And that's another very important part, I think, about our movement is that we need to appeal to people and attract people, as Jane was saying, uh, in a positive way with great vegan food. And I love the idea of tweeting the food you're eating. You know, that's a really good idea because people really don't know what you eat as a vegan. And people also are genuinely worried about getting their protein, which is kind of, you know, for people who've been vegan a long time, you know, it's easy to get protein. There's tofu, beans, nuts. Um, there's protein even in broccoli and vegetables and grains. So there's protein everywhere. But for people who have never, you know, thought very much about these issues, they've been bombarded by these messages that you need to get protein from meat so they really do genuinely wonder if they can get their protein. And we need to honestly you know, to accept that they need to just learn that yeah, there is protein in a lot of things. Uh, and, and so the idea that we need meat for protein is a myth. The idea that we need to drink cow's milk for calcium is another of these myths. You know, oftentimes people say they need, you know, and the dairy industry is quick to say this. You know, you need calcium to prevent osteoporosis and you need to get it from the cow's milk. This is one of these assumptions people believe. But in our country, we drink a lot of cow's milk and we get a lot of osteoporosis. So drinking cow's milk clearly is not the solution to that problem. And so I've been a vegan now since 1985 and lately I've been trying to do things to demonstrate that vegans can you know, do things athletically. So I ran my first marathon in DC. And I'm gonna be running a couple more marathons and, and a friend of mine here, Martin, is running the New York City Marathon to raise funds for Farm Sanctuary this year. So it's, it's Crowd Rise, and his name's Martin Rowe, R-O-W-E, if you go to Crowd Rise, or you can talk to him, but he's raising funds for Farm Sanctuary. So anyway, but so these vegan athletes out here now that are demonstrating that we can you know, perform at a decent level. And there's also, I don't know if you guys know of Arian Foster, He's this NFL running back who's a vegan. He's one of the top running backs in the NFL. Um, there's these elite athletes now. And in addition, you have folks like Bill Clinton, who's doing a lot better now eating a plant-based diet. Ellen DeGeneres, who uh, uh, speaks out about these issues. So we have all kinds of great folks. And Jane on her show, the work she does is amazing. So if you've ever seen her show, she's always getting the animal issues there. So Jane is a huge, uh, uh, voice for, our, for animals and for our moves. We're all in this together, you know, so, and that's, and we're all in this together. That's the bottom line, you know, as Jane was saying, you know, reach out to the media, but also use your own Facebook pages. You know, take a lot of pictures here today and get those out on Facebook. Yes. Talk to people about what you're doing. And yeah, tweet the food you eat too, that's great. The more people start thinking about these issues, the better. But we also wanna, you know, we need to show factory farming images. People need to see the bad stuff. 
but we also need to give people hope and show them the good stuff and attract them to good vegan food, attract them to you know, positive experiences in this vegan community. And that's another very important thing that happens at Farm Sanctuary and why I encourage, I encourage everybody to come visit us at Farm Sanctuary and get to know the animals and, and, and get to be immersed in a place where vegan is normal. And we're seeing change like never before right now. The number of animals being killed in the United States for food has actually started going down. It's massive, massive. More awareness than ever before. And it's because of everybody who is here, you know, who is talking about these issues and being an example. Because uh, people learn from those around them. You know, as I said, I grew up eating meat because everybody around me was eating meat. But for each of us who are not eating meat, when we go out and hang out with others, they see that we're not eating meat and they start learning, oh gosh, what are they eating? And one of the things that's kind of funny is that when you first become vegan, a lot of times people kind of make fun of you and say that food looks silly or whatever. But then, you know, you go to a potluck with a great vegan meal and that's the first thing everybody eats. I, I was as at a hotel not too long ago and uh, I asked for soy milk for the coffee down in the lobby. And uh, after a couple of days, they finally started putting it out there. And then it was gone. It was the first thing that went. They had like five canisters of different kinds of cow's milk, like skim milk and low fat and whole milk and all this. And one thing is soy milk. And it was gone. So just making it available, people start buying this stuff. So there's a big shift that's happening now. Um, so we, it's important to be uh, advocate consumers to purchase in a way that is aligned with our values and interests, to not be buying animal foods, especially not be buying factory farm foods. Reach out to restaurants and order vegan food there. Um, and you can get, you know, even like at a Denny's or something like that, they can just do like a, they can fry potatoes with veggies. You know, you can even coach them on, you can go in there and say, you guys have anything vegan? And they say, no. They say, well, do you got potatoes? Yeah. Do you got spinach? Do you have these veggies? How about we put those together? So being sort of um, giving suggestions, because sometimes in these restaurants, people just don't even think about it. So a big part of our job is really getting people to think, providing suggestions, and, and being a positive example for others. So, uh, it, you know, it's, it's a, a huge honor to be here with you all. I feel very lucky to do this work, um, to work on something that is so meaningful uh, for animals, for the earth, and for ourselves. How we treat other animals says a lot about who we are. And it's a joy to be in this movement with all of you. So thank you all so very much. So how about that Gene Bauer? Yeah, that was a pretty powerful speech there yeah it was great to be there and see it in person yes yeah he really moved me <laughs> <laughs> he always moves me <laughs> um <clears throat> so uh we're, we're gonna play you now the interview we did with jane Blaise mitchell and her three dogs and her three dogs whose names i don't memorize me either and i probably never will <laughs> but they're adorable i can't even remember human names <laughs> And they're really loud. How can you remember animal names when you don't remember human names? <laughs> Humans are just animals, too. <laughs> oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, and while we were doing this interview, we had a lucky pigeon poop. Yeah. Which we were discussing. Just missed my computer. Just missed it, which is also very lucky. I know. Well, and lucky or unlucky. I mean, if the pigeon pooped on my computer, <laughs> then maybe my computer would last forever. Maybe. It seems to be doing okay. It does. Shh. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, then, well, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, you have to listen to the last episode, number 98. Right. We, we found out. From, don't tell them. Oh, yeah. So you have to listen to yeah, episode 98. This is an inside joke. Yeah. If you want to get on the inside, you have to get deeper. And it's with some awesome vegans as well. But it's during the Chris Carr interview. <sighs> You're always giving away my secrets. Oh, I didn't say why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, oh, yeah, Jane Velez Mitchell. Yeah. So she's got some fancy TV show. She's on CNN spouting the truth. Did you see there's a building... Uh, with, so the event was in Columbus Square, and if you looked up in the sky from one direction, there's a big building that says CNN on top of it. I didn't notice. So I took a picture of Jane with the CNN building in the background. I can't wait to see your pictures. I thought I was so, like, smart and <laughs> savvy photographer. <laughs> oh, you are, Derek Goodman. I know. I you know. are a savvy The average photographer. photographer would not have even made that connection. But you. But me. You I'm always there. looking at the background. Most people look at the foreground, but the background, what's you really, really you got to pay attention to. <laughs> See, my brain thinks so fast that my mouth can't even keep up. <laughs> but you're up with the background, so at least so you got So you had that. another pigeon poop experience. At- yeah. So the Chris, I mean. Oh, yeah. The- we were at Woodstock Sanctuary Thanks Living last year. Yeah. Or last, last week. Month, last week. And um, I had and yeah, and I was in the pig barn, laying on a piggy friend, and a pigeon from up above decided to do a little duty right on my cheek. On your cheek, right on my cheek. Oh man, a couple inches. It could have been your breakfast. It could have been my mouth, but luckily, (laughs) that's not vegan. Exactly. So (laughs) lucky for me, the lucky pigeon poop. Your vegan purity would have been. You would I would have, have lost, lost my vegan ve- superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a little lucky pigeon poop on my cheek, and uh, it was wonderful because I was laying on a pig. Did you leave it on there? You were like, I'm never going to wash my cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Okay. It's still there. Can you see it? Uh, I did notice a little <laughs> crusty white thing. On, I, I didn't want to say anything. I thought maybe you had an exploded pimple or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been leaving it there, you know. Jenny Brown would be proud of us talking about all these icky things. (laughs) (laughs) Enough Farm Sanctuary talk. Okay, so this is the last Farm Sanctuary episode for at least one episode. One episode. (laughs) (laughs) We promise. We promise. All right. All right, so we'll we'll do this Jane Velez Mitchell, and then then we'll come back to wrap up with y'all. We're here with, uh, we're we're still at the Walk for Farm Animals with me and Lo V. Lo V here. And Jane Velez Mitchell. And my three pups, we all walk together. My three rescue dogs, one from L.A., one from Fresno, one from Puerto Rico. And we all walked uh, with Gene Bauer, president of Farm Sanctuary. And here we are at Columbus Circle, a beautiful day. And wow. it's, it's really wonderful. I mean, uh, this is growing so fast. Uh, I used to go into a vegan restaurant and everybody I knew. I knew from the cooks to the maitre d' to the waiters. Now I go in, I'm waiting for half an hour and I don't know a soul. And that makes me happy. And they don't recognize you either? <laughs> no, they're like, it's never, 
being on TV has never got me a good table, but you know, oh, man. That, I don't, I don't need to have a good table. I just want to have a table with some compassionate food on it. A good meal is all you need. Yes. So, uh, how far was this walk? Do you know? I think it felt about uh, maybe a mile. Two miles. Two miles. Two miles. Two miles. Two mile walk. Yeah. Through Central Park, and we were passing so many people uh, who are. Um, you know, looking at us and, and oh, what is that? And, and opening their minds. And Gene Bauer, president of Farm Sanctuary, is such a, I, I, he's one of my heroes. Uh, he's such a saint, really. That's how I describe him. He probably blush or whatever. But he's just so peaceful. <laughs> and somebody said, don't you want to chant something? And he goes, no, sometimes it's good just to be present. And it's really interesting. His attitude is just so advanced and evolved. And people were opening their eyes and looking in a way that they might not if, if we were all chanting. And yeah. if we're chanting, it's maybe maybe a reaction to, oh, people are chanting, they're angry or whatever. And this was just peaceful pe- people just walking through the park with signs that say, essentially, uh, we're walking for these farm animals with pictures of pigs and goats and cows. And what could be more beautiful or innocent? I can't imagine. And there were pictures of happy pigs, goats, and cows, not the ones hanging from a chain or something, like right. a lot of vegan protests. Yes. Yeah, the entire theme of this whole event has been positive energy, positive messages only, no negativity. And it's really hard because we're here in Central Park and a lot of us have been here to protest things like carriage horses and and other animal rights things. And now we're here among them just trying to show the compassion that we have and not, you know, shove it down everybody's throats. Yeah, and I'm looking over my shoulder because I'm supposed to speak and they said they were going to introduce me. So we may have to walk now that there's no music. Maybe we can all walk together toward... Oh, geez. Breaking news. Breaking news, we're walking where the uh, speaker's platform With our mobile uh, recording set up here. We're on the go, we're on the go. uh, Vegans on the go. Vegans Vegans on the go. And we have three dogs. uh, I just want to make sure they're not introducing me, and I don't want to first do no harm to these events, right? You want to be here (laughs) and uh, make sure that you do whatever I'm asked to speak. And, uh, I, you know, these people are here waiting. And uh, it's a beautiful day. I mean, we've got a, a warm, gorgeous day. Now, I, I know my dog, Cabo San Lucas, loves to bark. In fact, he was voted loudest canine protester <laughs> once at, a, uh, at an event. Oh, here we go. Oh. Yes. Okay. She's All going right. on. She's hey, going see? on. This is it. I'm going on. Oh, so from one interview to a talk with three pups. Wow, it's getting crazy around here. A woman who I consider one of the pillars of animal advocacy, who I like to call the queen of the animal rights movement. Let's give a loud welcome to our featured speaker today, Jay Gillespie. Considering I have my three children with me today, I just asked them to give me the mic so that I have a little more mobility because they run the show, not me. Listen, I want to say that that was a wonderful, wonderful intro, but... I don't consider myself the queen of the animal rights movement. I am humbled to be in the presence. Come on, Cabo, come on, Boxy. (laughs) I am humbled to be in the presence of all of you who do such incredible work. Every single person here is changing the world. Let's hear it for all of us, okay? Because we're all part of this together, and together we're gonna make great changes. Animals all the time. So, um, 
let me say this. Things are changing very rapidly. Uh, Americans are decent people. And when they see something that is morally wrong, they do something about it. And frankly, thanks to video, they're seeing what happens behind closed doors at these factory farms. And people are saying, we want to change. Uh, just last night on my show, we did an undercover, we reported on an undercover investigation by the organization Mercy for Animals at a dairy farm. Incredible organization. There have been similar undercover investigations by the Humane Society of the United States and other organizations. And um, what is uncovered is right there on the tape. You could describe it for five days, but 30 seconds of footage tells the story. So this is why it is so important for journalists to cover these stories, because these animals are voiceless. They don't have a union. They don't have anyone to speak for them. And if we don't speak for them, they literally, their plight is forgotten. They are the vast majority of animals in this country. People say they love animals, they love dogs and cats. But we need to get Americans to expand their circle of compassion beyond dogs and cats to other sentient beings. Pigs have a higher IQ than dogs. Sorry, Cabo, don't take offense. But pigs have a higher IQ than dogs. They're highly intelligent animals. And as Jean said, they feel pain, they feel loneliness, they feel anguish. Uh, they experience terror. That's wrong. It's, it's morally wrong to subject these animals to those kinds of conditions. And we need to do something about it. And together we will do something about it. Together we are doing something about it. Anymore, are we? Yeah. I want to say 
say something about the power of communicating with the media. Uh, this is a story I don't want the exclusive on, and there are more and more organizations that are taking these issues very, very seriously. But you can help them take these issues seriously. The fact is that more news organizations do need to be covering the factory farm issue. And you need to let them know with emails and um, comments at the end of articles that, that when we talk about covering animals, it's not just the cute little picture of the dog in the Halloween costume. That there are very serious animal issues that we would like to see covered. So uh, do you all promise to do that? Yeah, and I, I've got to tell you, those are very effective. I'm in the news business. I work right across the street. And when we get a letter, an email, especially a, a, a letter that's written carefully, an email, we pay attention to it. We really do. So uh, I, I would really ask you to sit down at the computer and instead of calling your friend and saying, oh, that makes me so mad, put it in the comment box and spread the word. Okay? Because... Um, when those comments come, and even if you get a, a dialogue going, come on, Cabo, come on, Foxy, come on back up. Come on back up on stage. You're, you're not done with your performance yet. Uh, <laughs> even when you get a dialogue going, and even if the people that you're dialoguing with at the comments at the end of an article don't agree with you, you're still opening minds by getting that subject discussed. So. Let me talk about some of the talking points. The fact is that this is not just about animals. People sometimes, it's not so much as they used to do in the 80s, but people sometimes come up to me and say, why don't you care about people? Why do you care about animals? I say, you know, I do care about people. I care about starvation. I care about children around the world starving to death because they don't have five grains of food to put in their mouths. And that the fact is that if we took all the grain that is being concentrated into farm animals and distributed it equitably around the world, we could end world hunger and save children from malnutrition and starvation. I do care about people. I also care about the environment, the amount of grain, the amount of energy, the amount of water, the amount of land, the amount of transportation uh, that is involved in factory farming, well, don't take my word for it. Go to the United Nations, go to Google, Google United Nations meat production, factory farming. An in-depth United Nations study showed that factory farming, farming, meat production is the single biggest cause of global warming beyond transportation. I care about the environment. I care about leaving this planet to future generations intact. I care about people because I care about our health care. Okay, we have, a, a, and I'm not involved in politics whatsoever, our show doesn't cover politics, but there is universal recognition we've got a deficit problem. Health care costs are a big part of that. Skyrocketing health care costs, much of it associated with diseases and illnesses that are preventable if we had a healthier diet based on fruits, vegetables, nuts, and grains. Okay? So we're talking about helping children avoid obesity. I care about people and so do you. So these are some of the talking points that we really want to get out there and discuss. 
And that's why it's wonderful to live in a free country where we can all voice our opinions and weigh in on these important topics. So I just want to wrap up by saying that um, this is, I believe, the most important social justice movement, and it will come to dominate the 21st century discussion. As we, as we undertake the first social justice movement about a species not our own. And, you know, I, I will end with this. I was having a discussion with a woman who works for peace. And she does a lot of work for peace. And we met for lunch, and she got there earlier and ordered. And I sat down, and she was telling me about her work. And I looked at her plate, and it was swimming in blood because she had ordered uh, a piece of meat very rare. And I said, you know, I'm feeling a slight disconnect, or more than a slight disconnect, between your words and the blood on your plate. And she looked at me, and I said, you know what? There's an old saying. Peace begins on your plate. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Jane Velez, she's a she's a dynamo. She's a powerhouse. She's an exciting lady. Were you excited? I was. Every time she got on the microphone, I swear everyone stopped to listen. Just people she's walking got a by. Lot. She's got a very commanding voice. Yeah, she sure knows how to draw. She also did in. the raffle. Oh yeah, which we did, I didn't record. Well, it was funny. She always said she said something funny every time. I know. I, I almost should have recorded it, but almost shoulda, woulda, coulda. But ah, uh, then our episode would have been too long, and people would have tuned out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna le- we're gonna let this show run out with uh, our interview with Katie, who was the organizer. Katie Pryor is a she's a local lovely activist, human being, and she, yeah, she's a beautiful, beautiful. lovely woman. And she's a, she's a vegan activist and vegan outreachist. <laughs> and uh, so you're listening to Vegan Radio. You can find us on the web, uh, veganradio.com. Lovi is going to start blogging soon. Promise. We have a really cool website that has not uh, hardly been used yet. So come on and you Check can comment out. on our shows. You can listen to old episodes. You can listen to bumpers and weird little tidbits. And you can leave us some We should be blogging very soon. Yep. Yes. And poke around on there. And then uh, we have a Facebook page, Vegan Radio, on Facebook. And what else do we have? Um, <laughs> we have I've got you, Magic Vegan Gypsy Love. <laughs> wow. Well, Lovie's a little bit of a hippie. She's wearing a tie-dye shirt right now. <laughs> so you have to take everything she says with a grain of LSD. <laughs> All right. All right well, we'll see you out. soon with our next episode, number 100, which will be a the total surprise. One. Zero, zero. We're going to do something amazing. <laughs> We're still plotting. All right. It's so secret, not even we know. I know. All right. Bye, guys. Prior, we're here at the Walk for Farm Animals, which is pretty much ended. There's a there's some people still over there. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. And you organize this whole thing? Yes, along with Koji uh, Yoshida. Koji Yoshida. Yes. <laughs>
And how long, how long did it take to organize this? We started in May uh, with requesting donations from uh, different organizations and restaurants around the city. Um, and we really kicked it into gear in July with um, getting permits and getting uh, volunteers and um, just arranging the whole setup. So you got some pretty big raffle prizes, a 32-inch TV screen and a mountain bike. How'd you pull that off? Right. That was co- that was all Koji. Um, he was asking some high-dollar donors. Um, and, uh, you know, the restaurants that did give gave really high prizes, too, like $150 from Pure Food and Wine was a really awesome uh, gift. Sweet. And how'd you um, get involved in this in the first place? Um, I actually, I'm the coordinator for New York City for Vegan Outreach, and the job was posted on Idealist, and I thought that it would be fun to kind of do along with Vegan Outreach and uh, be able to promote it while I go to colleges also. So this year we had uh, almost 700 walkers. Wow. Do you know what the previous years were? Last year was around 800. Wow. it's a lot of walkers. Yeah. And it was a beautiful day. And have you ever been to Farm Sanctuary? I haven't been to the Watkins Glen one, but I've been to Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, Woodstock. Can we mention them on the same show? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we can? Okay. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been doing the vegan outreach thing for a while. What's new with vegan outreach these days? Do they have any new pamphlets or anything? Yeah, they came out with two new covers for their pamphlets, Compassionate Choices and um, Even If You Like Meat. Uh, so they're a little bit more appealing to the eye. Um, we're able to give out a lot more. Um, I think, you know, this year alone, this semester alone, I've given out well over 15,000. Wow, 15,000. And it's just a different cover? The inside's the same? Yeah, the inside's about the same. So people do judge a book by its cover? They do. <laughs> wow. Well, that makes sense. We're, we're a society of visual stimulation, right? Right, right. And so you raised $70,000 for a farm sanctuary. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. We had some people that really, really went out there and got some great donations. So. so how does it work? People go and get pledges? Right. And then if they complete the walk, they get the money? Um, no. Yeah, so what you do is you go out and you get the pledges. Um, so a lot of people, instead of asking for birthday gifts, they'll ask for their family to donate to their walk. And um, Farm Sanctuary gets all of the money from the walk. Wow. Giving up your birthday present for the animals, that's pretty big. Yeah. That takes a lot of selflessness. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's awesome. Some people raise close to $10,000 all, all by themselves. One person, $10,000? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's my sugar mama. Where are they? I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much for putting this on and uh, look forward to seeing you at the next event. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for being our photographer and our yoga instructor. Oh, yeah, I was a yoga instructor. That was fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it in a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that, you had a skirt on this. Yeah. <laughs> and I kept making you bend over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, I, I have no comments. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.